What's the topic we're studying? Hosea. Hosea. What do you know about it? Anything? He married a harlot. And that represents God and the Jews. It represents what? God and the Jews. What do you know about more or anything else? He had uh, children. They're called Loami and Lo. Which meant no, not my people, and no mercy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yes. Jezreel. So why did God do that? Why did he have Hosea do that? Oh, because uh, wasn't Hosea supposed to represent... Um, wasn't he like... Was it God? Well, yeah, but... It's it's an example, right? Yes. It's an example. We're going to show you how you behave by an example in Hosea's life. Okay. Now, in front of you, you have questions. Count off. Ready? One. Two. Okay, if you're an even number, I want you, you're an even number, I want you to do uh, even numbers questions. If you're an odd number, do the odd number questions. If you want to try it, do them all. You can do them all if you want. Do your evens if you're an even number, odds if you're an odd number. If you say, ah, this is easy, I know it all, then do them all. Okay. All right, let's go down through them. What town was Jesus born? Bethlehem. Everybody ought to know that. And what town did Jesus grow up? Nazareth. Nazareth. Who was Jesus' mother? Mary. <clears throat> on what lake did Jesus walk on the water? The sea. Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee. Name six of Jesus' disciples. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, James, Peter. Nope. Anybody else? Peter, Paul, Silas, and John. Nope. Anybody else? What you got? I have John, Peter, Matthew, and Luke. I didn't get any one. Okay. Nobody got that one. That's probably the hardest one. Is Peter and Andrew his brother? James and John his brother. Matthew was right. Luke was not a disciple. He was just an author. Okay. Paul was not a disciple. Paul was uh, came later. Okay. And so there'd be Thomas would be one. Okay, Philip, Nathaniel, and there's more, but that's that's okay. <clears throat> Next one, uh, 
In Cana, Jesus changed the water into what? Wine. How many people did Jesus feed with five loaves and two fishes? What was the name of the hill where Jesus died? Calvary was one name for it. The other name? Golgotha. Yep. Uh, who buried Jesus? Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea. Yep. What day of the week did Jesus rise from the dead? Sunday, the first day of the week. Yeah. What happened on Palm Sunday? What was that? Yeah, he rode into town on a donkey on Palm Sunday. Who sentenced Jesus to death? Pontius Pilate. Who did Jesus throw out of the temple? Money changers. Yeah. And the people who were buying and selling. Yeah. Who did Jesus raise from the dead? That was one of them. There was two others. Why did Jesus die on a cross? Save us from our sin. Yeah. On what Jewish holiday did Jesus die? Passover. Passover. You should know that, right? So, let me ask you a question. You know other kids your age that would be able to answer those questions? Do you know people that couldn't answer those questions? Yeah. Right. Hosea chapter 3. We're going to read through chapter 3, and then we're going to stop and talk. Ready? Chapter 3, Hosea. Go ahead and start over here, and we'll go that way. Then said the Lord unto me, Go yet, love a woman, a woman beloved to her friends, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, to look at two other gods and love thy gods. So I bought her for fifteen shekels of silver and nine bushels of burgundy. I said to her, You are to be with me many days. You must not be promiscuous or belong to any other. And I will act the same way I told you. For the children of Israel shall abide many days of the Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and deliver their children from the Lord. And so God says to Hosea, I want you to go pay for a woman. Uh, you're only going to pay half price because he's not. He's going to be nothing. Remember, he's an example, right, of God and Israel. So he says, take the woman. You're just going to put her away. This is going to hide her for a long time. And I'm trying to tell the story, he says, of Israel. All right. What happened to Israel? Now, here's the nation of Israel. Okay. Like that. And there's the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And there's a border there. This is Jerusalem. This northern part is called Israel, and the southern part is called Judah. So there's two kingdoms. Hosea is a prophet here to these northern people. Now, this kingdom split apart. 
David was king. They were all together. Solomon, his son, was king. And the next guy, his name was, anybody know? Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was a, kind of a stupid kid. And so they rebelled. And this northern section said, we don't want to be with you guys. We'll have our own king. We'll be our own kingdom. And so something happened. And it says in verse 5, they shall abide many days without what? A king, right? What's the next one? What's the next one? Without a sacrifice. Sacrifice. So the next one is an image. Next one's an ephod. And the last one is teraphim. Well, that's very significant. Alright. So when this tribe split off, we don't have nothing to do with that southern tribe. We're gonna be our own kingdom. They lost a couple things. They lost Prince, who was David, and David's sons and grandsons and so forth, were the princes. Who was the king of Israel? God. God is always king. So when they said, we don't want nothing to do with the southern kingdom, they said, we don't want David's family. We don't want God. We don't want a sacrifice and an ephod. Where's our sacrifices? Where do they make sacrifices? In the temple, which is in Jerusalem. What's an ephod? Anybody know? It's clothes that a priest wears. Yeah, but most of the time it was just a plain white uh, robe. And so if you want a sacrifice, you got to go to Jerusalem, to the temple. If you want somebody with an ephod helping you, you got to go to Jerusalem. They said, we're not going to Jerusalem. We're going to do whatever we want. And so he said, you're also going to lose your image. What's an image? It's an idol. Right? So up here, what did they worship? Anybody know? They had two places, and they had golden calves. They made golden calves, one there and one up north. And they said, don't go to Jerusalem and worship. Just worship our golden calf. So they're going to have these images. And the teraphim is a god. He's a small god. And usually if you had a teraphim, a little small god, you stuck him behind the door. Right, so where's your guy? Hey, he's over behind the door. Not too impressive, right? <laughs> Who wants one? I don't need a God behind the door. He's no good at all. all right? <laughs> he says, you people, because you don't want these things, you broke off, you're going to go your own way. All right? And so something's going to happen to you people because you don't want God, you don't want David, you want your own king. Chapter 4, I want to show you what happened. Verse 6, chapter 4, verse 6. Where are we? Good? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. And thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So, 
something happens to these people who live in Israel and Hosea is trying to tell them something. And he says, God says you have a serious lack of knowledge. He says, what? You don't know anything about God. You've forgotten about God. You don't know anything about God. How'd that happen? What? They rejected him, but something happened. There's a process that took place. And this is extremely important for you guys. So, oh, let's say five generations go by. <clears throat> Five generations. The great great grandfather said, eh, we don't want that stuff. We're gonna do our own thing. Alright? So he went off, did his own thing. And then his son and his grandson, his great grandson, and his great grandson. And now God says, You got a serious problem. It's called a lack of knowledge. So if we get this test here and we give it to these people, they can't answer any of it. They got no answer. How did they get that way? Because great great grandpa said, I don't want it. So of course, did he, his kids say, I want it? No. They just did what great grandpa did, and grandpa and dad, and so far on down the line. And so by the time Hosea comes along, he says, No, God says you got a real problem. You don't know nothing. You haven't learned anything about God. Now I asked you, is there people that you know that are your age that could answer those questions. Not many. So how come you can answer the question? How come you know the answers? You raise that way a little more. That's part of it, but more. Ah. Church. Came to church. And you learned a lot of church, didn't you? You learned a lot of church. We all learn at church. We're always learning at church. And so you can answer these questions. You can go down through and fill out the answers. Not a big deal. And say, and I'm how old? How old are we? What's So the oldest one is 15, right? The youngest one's 12. So at that age, you can answer 15 questions about Jesus in just a few minutes, right? You got that way because your parents 
said, you know, we're going to go to church and you're going to learn things in church. You're going to go to Bible study, you're going to go to Sunday school, you're going to sit and listen in church, and you're going to learn things about God. But when Hosea comes along, God says, tell those people they don't know anything. How did they get that way? Because they're parents and their grandparents said, ah, who cares? And so now all of a sudden, if you say to one of these people, uh, what happened to the children of Israel when Moses led them out of Egypt? They'll say, out of where? We never heard that story. You never heard of Moses cross the Red Sea? <laughs> never heard that. You never heard about Gideon and his Brave 300 men? No, never heard about that. Never heard about anything. Don't know nothing. Look, I know a lot of adults that couldn't answer any of those questions. I had an adult come up to me just the other day and said, what came first, Noah or Jesus? Can you answer that? What came first, Noah or Jesus? Well, Jesus was there beforehand. But Noah, the story of Noah occurs early in the Bible and Jesus, the story of Jesus in the New Testament. We got adults who don't know that. We got adults, if I gave them that paper, they'd be lucky if they could answer two or three of them. And I know adults who couldn't answer any of them. Why? Because they never went to church. Now, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to you? Anybody think they're going to grow up and have kids? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a fun thing. You're here because of that. <laughs> and some of you are here because I had kids. There's two right there and three right there. All right. And so, is it possible that your children might not be able to answer those questions? That's the thing that you got to answer on the story of Hosea comes along. Hosea says, we got people now in the kingdom that can't even tell you who God is. They never heard of Moses. They never heard about him crossing the Red Sea. They never heard about Gideon. They never heard about Samson. They never heard about the walls of Jericho falling down. They don't know anything. And he says there's a serious lack of knowledge and it's a pretty dangerous situation. So how are we going to get out of that? What are we going to do about it? He says, so what God said was I'm going to send you all away. Remember this lady, he was going to hide her for a long time. So this northern kingdom that didn't know anything about God was carried off captive to a place called Assyria. And so the whole nation there hauled off captive to Assyria and now they don't even have their idol. They haven't even got the little small god behind the door. They're up in Assyria. And what are they going to do up there? 
You want to learn about God? Yep. So they're in a serious situation. How are they ever going to learn about God? How are they ever going to learn? Well, look at chapter 5 now. Read verse 15 in chapter 5. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense. They seek my face and their affliction. They will seek me. They will seek me. So, God said, here's what I'm going to do. You guys are going to go captive up there. You won't have a God. You won't have your prince. I'm a David's son. You won't have sacrifices or priests. You won't even have your favorite idols up there. You got nothing. And you're going to stay there for a long time. When can you go home? What do you got to do? What did God say? Yeah, they said, well, I've done wrong. And I don't like this life, and I want to go home. I want to learn about God. And he said, when you do that, then I'll take you home. So when did that happen? Way later, there's a man named Ezra. Ever heard of him? Nehemiah, you ever heard of him? Those are two guys. And they said, we want to go back home and rebuild Israel. So they went back home. They rebuilt Israel. They said, we did wrong. We shouldn't have done what we did. And they went back home, rebuilt Israel, and they learned about God. And they went home. They learned a lot about God. Matter of fact... One day, God came walking right into their church. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And that's what Hosea will tell him. He says, you know, <clears throat> you're going to be hidden for a long time. You're not going to know nothing about God. But there's coming a day, if you'll say, I'm sorry, you can go back and you can start to learn again. And that's what they did. They took their Bibles and... Uh, Ezra was a teacher just like I am, just like Levi and John. And he started opening the Bible, started teaching people. And they said, man, we never heard that before. And they got all excited and they started to know about God and they did their very best to learn about God. And one day Jesus came walking right into their temple. There's God right there. Now they know more about God than they ever did before. So here's the situation. One generation says, you know what? I don't have to go to church. I already know all that. And so they say, we're going we're gonna to go fishing. We're going to go camping. We're going to do something, but not go to church anymore. What chance have their kids got? Not much. Not much. Our kids don't have much chance at all. So, well, we're going to enjoy life, 
Church isn't that important. So you guys are coming up to an age where you're going to find somebody you love and you're going to be married and in maybe say 10 years you'll have children of your own. And you got to answer the question are your kids going to know anything about God or not? It's going to be up to you. It's going to be entirely on your shoulders. If your children are going to know about God, if your children are going to be answering the quiz, going to have information, then you got to do something about it. Otherwise, we get in a situation, and I've seen, because I've been around a while, I've seen generations, I knew this one guy, I worked with him. His... His father-in-law used to go to church, not too much, so he didn't go at all. So when the time came, he had kids, they didn't go to church at all. Never went to church, never knew nothing about church, right? And then he had grandchildren, and they went to jail. Why'd they go to jail? They didn't even know what was right or wrong. They were out robbing houses, doing crazy stuff when they were 17 and 18. Why? Because their parents never said, you can't do that. You can't do this. You need to go learn what's right and what's wrong. You need to know about God. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. Just a couple generations and you don't know nothing. And that's what Hosea is saying here. He says, these people, these Israelites, who were supposed to be God's people, you know nothing about God. He says there's a serious lack of knowledge there. And so you are in the position where it's going to be up to you not too far in the future. It's going to be up to you whether your kids know about God or not. Do you think it's important? Yeah. How important? It's like the most important thing you can do with your life. There's nothing really more important than that, than you leading your children to make sure that they don't end up like these people did. We don't know anything about God. That's why you got kids in school with you, kids that you know around, and they couldn't answer any of them questions. You got little people who don't even know Jesus was born in Bethlehem in this world. You think at least they know that, right? Got no idea. All right, how come? Because their parents and their grandparents had failed that thing. So Hosea saying, now you people are in trouble because you didn't want to listen to God. Remember? You were the one who just was going to go off and do your own thing. You didn't listen to God, even though God loved you, right? God loved you, but you turned your back on God, just like husband and wife. Husband and wife love each other, and they, oh, no, no, I'm going to go. And they go, all right? 
And he said, that's the way it is with you and God. And the dangerous point is you get to the point where you don't know anything. You have a serious lack of knowledge. And that lack of knowledge will kill you. And it will kill your children. Say, what do you mean kill them? When they go leave this world, they die, they go to hell. That means you're dead forever. Ever. Eternally dead. You don't want that. So, the book of Hosea is very pointed about what happens when generations start to miss the point and you end up, nobody knows nothing. So, how'd you do on your questions? Well, you answered a lot of them. You did pretty good. And because somebody taught you, somebody got you here. Somebody showed you what was right and wrong. Somebody put you in a class and you learned, all right? Make sure your kids know the answer to all these questions. When their time comes, when they're your age, make sure that your kids have this. They're gonna need it, all right? So the book of Hosea is trying to tell us something. What is it? Tell me what it is in your words. Don't stray from God. In particular, what? Don't let your family. Don't let your family stray from God. That's the point. Your family is very important. And it won't take long. Really, only one generation that fails. The next generation doesn't know anything. Like I said, third generation can end up in jail. I've seen it. It's pretty tragic. All right? So, that's an important lesson. And you can end up with a lack of knowledge because you never were anywhere where you could learn the answers. Teach them to your children. Okay. Thank you.